Ooh, girl, turn that up. What song is this? Girl, this my song. You don't know this? I don't think so. Let me turn it up. Okay. I like this. Girl, right? Girl, this is my jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Sister's Jam. This is episode 14 and I'm your host Camille and I'm here with your other lovely host, my lovely big sister, Missy. Hey girl. Hey girl, what's going on? I already know what's going on, but hey, what's we going on for the about what was going on, but for y'all, what's going on, whatever it is, what's going on is everything. Everything. I feel overwhelmed <laughs> same mm. but i am here i have yes. shown up and you have and listener you have shown up too so the three of us are making we it go. okay we go get through <laughs> we are getting through <laughs> i got my drink today i'm drinking some uh inexpensive i'm trying to use the word inexpensive as opposed to cheap <laughs> it's inexpensive Ooh. or it's affordable you know mm. instead of saying cheap i'm drinking mm-hmm. an affordable rosé from kroger it's called mm-hmm. buttercup and it costs five dollars <laughs> yum the name and alone it, you know i was like oh this look good it had the little sale pro- i said okay come on and it is pretty delicious and okay. uh it's very tasty my sister are you having um rum and pineapple i am mm-hmm. i am and it's very delicious very tasty Yes. On today's episode, everyone, we will be discussing some of our favorite jams from the year 1990. And it's going to be lit. Okay. A good year it was indeed. A beautiful year 1990 was. Yes. But before we get into that, my sister, do you want to give us uh, the This Day in Music History facts? Today's October 12th. What happened? Well, on October 12th in 1991, Mariah Carey hit number one in the U.S. with the single Emotions, which is from her album of the same name. Now, her first four singles prior to this one had also hit the number one spot, making her the only artist in history to have their first five releases of singles in their career hit number one in the U.S. So what you're going to do is put some respect on Mariah Carey's name, okay? Listen, she she is, time. okay, every time. She is not just the queen of Christmas, although she is, because I pull her out every Christmas, okay? I'll be waiting for her, like, come I on, mean, Mariah. Also the queen of Christmas, but that is not all that she is, okay? All that she is, so we're, we're not going to do that. We are always mm-hmm. going to put some respect on Mariah's name. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And on today in 2013, New Zealand singer and songwriter Lord becomes the youngest solo artist to ever write and record a Billboard Hot 100 number one hit with Royals at the age of 16. Wow, I did not know that, but that is definitely a jam and we'll probably find a place to put that song in an episode because it's a hit. It's now, a hit. I'm surprised that wasn't on our karaoke jams. Because hmm. we definitely sing that all the time. I don't think we've done we it at karaoke, but we definitely sing that. Is that a good karaoke song by the requirements that I personally set for karaoke? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Probably it's pretty not. good. I don't know. It's okay. 
What? Maybe that's just us. We just love yeah, singing it I together. Just like so. to sing it. It's just a good song. She's <laughs> <laughs> a good song. But those mm-hmm. are very, very good facts. Thank you for sharing, sister. Sure. So like I said, y'all, today we're talking about our favorite jams from the year of 1990. So we decided to just focus on a specific year for today. So mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of hits were released in 1990. We figured it needed some attention. Moving on, I'm sure we'll do this again for other years. Definitely yes, we will. in the 90s, I'm sure, because that's kind of our favorite. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll, we'll play around. We might jump around. Don't expect chronological order. We can't promise that. But we are starting with 1990 today. And if mm-hmm. my sister's ready, I'm ready to hear about her first jam. Well, let's get into it, sister, because I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, my, so my first jam that I'm going to talk about from 1990 is a song called Everybody, Everybody by Black Box featuring Martha Wash. Now, from their debut album, Dreamland, Everybody, Everybody is a song by Italian house group Black Box. And it was released on the RCA label with uncredited vocals to Martha Wash. Mm. Now, this jam was a fire dance track in the 90s, right? Because remember, people still like dance and stuff. Right. (laughs) In the 90s. And it had like drums, organs, horns, and strings and the instrumentation. It was just very, very obvious, the instrumentation that was in there. Mm -hmm. And it had a sample of Larry Blackman. Now, everybody know who Larry Blackman is from the R&B group Cameo. Mm-hmm. It had his famous ow in there. Oh, yeah. You know how you always did it. Hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in there. And it's just such a fun jam that makes you want to dance. And it just instantly puts you in a good mood. And it was a hit for the group. It peaked at number eight on the Hot 100. And it topped the dance club song charts. So, of course, it did because it was everywhere in the club. Right. Now, not that we were in a club. <laughs> we just not in know 1990. it. Not we in 1990. Not in 1990. We know what it was in the club. <laughs> so, yes. Now, this song also sparked a lot of controversy because the label did not give credit to the actual singer, Martha Wash, but they gave credited vocals to a French model by the name of Catherine Quinault, who was a slim, very attractive Black woman, who not only did not sing the actual vocals, but she didn't even know English. So she couldn't even sing the vocals if she wanted to. If she could. You know, <laughs> if she wanted to, she she just could not have. She was brought in by the label to phonetically learn the songs to the Dreamland album so that she could be put in the music videos and be part of like the live appearances and concerts for the band. Mm-hmm. And she would just lip sing the songs. Oh. Right. Which is what they did on the video. Like they had her in the video singing, lip singing the song in this unitard. Okay. Right. So this sparked major outrage, and this was seen as the label wanting to have the powerful vocals of a singer such as Martha Wash, who could sing her butt off, mm-hmm. but they wanted the physical package of this model for promo. The disrespect. Now, the the, the ultimate disrespect. Now, I don't want to get too deep into it, because I feel like I might want to cover this subject in another episode for mm-hmm. the topic, which has yet to be named, but <laughs> long story short, 
Martha sued the members of the group, rightfully so, in September of 1990 for false advertising and for uncredited vocals. And the matter was settled out of court in December. Girl, mm. a whole mess. Truly okay. A mess. But I'm glad she got her coin. But I'm like, yeah, but bruh, you know, put me all in the song, then don't put me in the song at all. Yeah. Okay. So you want to hear me, but you don't want to see me. I don't, mm, okay. Don't like. That's disrespectful. I don't you know I mean? like it. I don't like it. I and I want to say something else, but like, no, I feel like I want to go into the whole story another time. <laughs> okay. But that's time. it for my first jam, sister. Definitely a 1990 jam. Well, on to my first jam. Mine is Vision of Love by American singer-songwriter Mariah Carey. Now, because Mariah Carey. Because, because like we Mar- already said. Because Mariah Carey in the 90s. I mean, how you gonna right. think about the 90s and not think of Mariah Carey? You can't. Mm-mm. Now, Vision of Love uh, was first featured on her demo tape for Columbia Records. The song was later re-recorded and produced by Rhett Lawrence and Narada Michael Walden. Uh, and it later became her debut record and was released as the lead single from her self-titled album, Mariah Carey, on May 15th, 1990, again by Columbia mm. Records. Now, mm. the song features a slow dance theme, tempo, and backing vocals sung by Carrie herself and introduces her usage of the whistle register, which is the highest register of the human voice, even above falsetto. Uh-huh. Yes, yep. Miss Carrie, mm-hmm. she got yes. that. That is correct. Okay. That's that's yes. facts, right? And also Minnie Ripperton, but you know, <laughs> oh, yes. Minnie yes, Ripperton, yes, yes. absolutely yes. Oh, and Shantae Moore, she can get up there too. Oh yes, yes, she yes. she she does the whistle. But okay, mm-hmm. let's get Mariah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Vision of Love received universal acclaim from the music critics. While the song's production was typical of late 1980s pop, the vocals were not. Um, and they were being much more showy and expressing a wider range than artists popular at the time, like Paula Abdul and Debbie Gibson. The song topped the singles charts in Canada, New Zealand, and the United States, where it spent four weeks atop the chart. The lyrics of Vision of Love have been subject to various interpretations and suggested relationships by critics. Some have noted the relationship between Mariah Carey and God, while others point out one with a lover. I can see that. Yeah, I could kind of see it. Mm. Now, Carrie has yielded to both while connecting them to her childhood and to obstacles encountered while growing up. Now, Michael Slezak, I hope I'm saying his name right, makes me think of uh, Mo Sislak from The Simpsons, but that's, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, Mo. Okay. Yeah, Mo, Mo from The Simpsons. Anyway. Michael Slezak of Entertainment Weekly wrote, though it's not clear if she's celebrating a secular love or her relationship with a higher power, this exuberant ballad is a near religious listening experience. And I think literally. that's agreeable. Mm-hmm. Literally. Very much so. And Vision of Love is definitely, I think this will be the third time we said that we had nine songs and I'm top three Mariah Carey songs. <laughs> but Vision of Love may be my favorite Mariah Carey song of all. Girl, I don't know. We'll think about it more when we get ready to do the Mariah Carey episode. True. We gonna hold. We gonna hold. We gonna hold. We got a lot of discussion. <laughs> we just really trying to highlight how we hot got 1990 was, y'all. Keep in. <laughs> We're highlighting the heat that was brought in 1990. 
We don't want to go too deep into anybody specifically. Right. This is about the fact that 1990 was killing it. Okay, was so we just going we gonna keep it a little surface. Today. All right, yeah. <laughs> but that wonderful is my first choice. Yes, wonderful so you... choice, sister. Woo. My second jam, sister. Woo, child. Hold on, just <laughs> hold on. I forgot this was my second one. Woo. Ooh, give me a minute to get it together. My second jam is "Come Back to Me" by Janet Jackson. I see. I see what the buildup was about. I know oh, where we were going with this, y'all. Now I understand. Right. My sister knows how how I feel. She knows mm-hmm. how I feel about this song. Mm-hmm. Come Back to Me was Janet's fifth single from her 1989 album, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. Written and produced by Janet and the dynamic duo Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It's like the three of them mm-hmm. were like Making magic. the dream team. The dream team. Yes. The R&B ballad is about a woman longing for her long lost love. Now, this was yet another major hit for the trio, hitting number one on five different Billboard charts and peaking at number two on the Hot 100. Now, listen to me. Listen, listen. (laughs) This is my favorite Janet Jackson song, period. And I love me some Janet, okay? Okay. So, So that's saying a whole, whole lot. But this is my number one. Yeah, it is so with some uh with some fervor. with some conviction you, 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 yeah yeah like, you mean with that. some with some finality <laughs> like <laughs> you you mean that I question about visual love you like no this is this is my favorite Janet song okay well we we hear this you. Is, we hear you this is the one okay oh my goodness uh, so so music critics gave it positive reviews specifically pointing out the power and beauty of the instrumentation and I'm like come on with the facts because mm-hmm. the instrumentals the instrumentals yes okay that's basically the reason why i love busted baby but yes. i'm like i'm like okay yeah y'all cool or whatever but i'm here for this listen because the sample was golden <laughs> the sample was just impeccable immaculate I mean, perfection I- I feel like when rappers sample Janet, it's always fire. And so it I'm is. like, it's because Janet is fire? Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about Busted Baby that. on the samples episode, but I should have. But, well, I talked about the other well, Janet samples. It was on your list, though. Mm-hmm. It was on your list. Remember, you kept going. That was yes. what it was. You kept going back and forth. I with. did Poetic Justice, Kendrick right. Lamar instead. Right. That's all right. So Both fire. That's how hard Both it fire. is. That's how hard it is when you somebody like Janet Jackson and you're like, yeah. dang, which one do I do? Like, what? Mm-hmm. where do I go? So come back to me is the epitome of quiet storm. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. It's jazzy. It's romantic. It's sensual. Yes. But let me tell you what my favorite part is. Mm-hmm. The outro is, yes. is it, it kind of seems like the climax of the song to me, which is only the music, right? That's because mm-hmm. she stops singing at one point and then yeah. like the music just keeps going. It literally gives me chills. I get chills so yes. much on this song i can listen to that ending with just the music over and over on the loop it is so stunning oh, this is beautiful it's so freaking beautiful remember the together again so one of my favorite moments ever with my sister <laughs> we did go to the together again concert together in june i think it was and yes. i did not know if she was gonna sing come back to me i was good either way <sighs> 
and those first two chords played, girl. Remember, I jumped, Ooh, hot, and it was hot moment. too, girl. It was, <laughs> it was hot outside too, and girl, that was I a moment. Jumped out of that chair so quick, and I was the only one screaming. That's all right. Janet knew. I didn't care. Okay. She, she heard. That means she heard she me. You. That means right. she heard me. Because like, I was the only favorite one. Janet song ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she hit for this. Let me sing it extra. Janet <laughs> knew that was your favorite Janet song ever. She could Girl, tell. She felt it. <laughs> I got up and hollered. And let me tell y'all why I love my sister. Because while I was up screaming and hollering, y'all know what she did? She took out her camera and took a video of Janet singing it. Now, now who else but a sister does that? Because you probably don't even really remember what she was saying at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to run the footage back because you were so enthralled. Girl, <laughs> I, got kind of, I got emotional. I was like, she's singing my song. She is singing it's my song. such a pretty song. <laughs> oh. Yes. girl and that's my second jam thank y'all mm. for listening I, mm. I love that <laughs> <laughs> now your second I song sister shall move on to my second jam yes which this one truly needs no introduction y'all y'all all know this jam this is poison mm. debut single of american vocal group bell biv devoe this is released as the first single from their debut album of the same name. And I think four out of the five jams I give y'all today might be debut singles. <laughs> like, here we go with this. I got, I got a few too, yep. A lot mm-hmm. of them are debut singles, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the song in the style of New Jack Swing, which is a late 1980s, early 1990s hybrid of R&B, hip-hop, and swing music, was the group's most successful song. Mm. Which I'm not surprised because Poison yeah. is a hit through the generations, okay? Ooh, but girl, but now I, we do have to talk about my favorite BBD song, but not in this episode. Not this episode. <laughs> I think I probably know what it is, but not this episode. So, <laughs> on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, Poison rose from number 52, which, why was it ever all the way down there? But okay. Oh, okay. Rose, <laughs> rose from 52 <laughs> to number 38 in the week of april 14th 1990 and it eventually peaked at number three for four consecutive weeks beginning on june 9th of 1990 i'm really stressed about the charting um because because what how 52 <laughs> 38 like y'all planning a face it was planning yeah. these face with the chart. And they upset my sister too, so it's Truly. like I'm gonna fight them. It's okay. I'm feeling a little spicy today, y'all. So oh, okay, <laughs> but because we stress, y'all, we stress. We got work honestly, stuff, school stuff. We just, we just stress. That started stressing me out as soon as I woke up this morning. I was like, not today, Satan. Not today. Wait, not today. Okay. Not with. It's okay. all right, but y'all not gonna play in BBD's face either. Yeah, you're not. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the single also peaked at number one on the Hot Black Singles chart for two weeks. Now, Poison became one of the most successful singles of 1990 and was a staple on MTV and mainstream radio in the summer, spending 10 weeks in the top 10. Now, the single peaked at number seven on the dance charts, and Poison was certified platinum by the RIAA on June 1st of 1990 for sales of over 1 million copies. No surprise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the official music video for the song was directed by Lionel C. Martin. And it kind of puts me in the mind of Michael Jackson's The Way You Made Me Feel video a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, certain, some parts of it, because they got that, like, outside on the street vibe right. with, with, right. with a girl. And girl, mm-hmm. your mama, your mama, who was also my mama, but when, when, when mom be tripping and she just, yo mama, okay? Right, right. What she do? What she Let do? me holler and talk about, that's the video with the girl with the little boobs. <laughs> not, not the little boots. And the I watched boots, the, the little boots. I watched the video again earlier today. In preparation for this episode, I said, there go the doggone boots. I see there the, the boots. little boots and right there. There's the little boots. There's the little boots. <laughs> there the little boots like she this? was talking about. Girl, she knows she be tickling me. The yeah, right. video with the girl with the little boots, I said, precisely. That is the video. Uh, right. Yes. But she with be right every boots. time. Yeah, but the girl has some pretty legs, but they were so short. I said, how tall is this girl? Five feet? She has a little <laughs> bit of short legs and some little boots. Bitty boots. Okay. Little bitty yeah. boots. But yes, mom. <laughs> if you're listening, which you are. Um, yes, poison, the girl with the little boots, the boots had me hollering. <laughs> hollering. Nevertheless, a jam <laughs> with the little boots. <laughs> All right. Now I'm gonna have to go look and see. You better now watch I y'all when y'all go. watch that video. We liable to post it. Maybe I'll put that in the stories. I'll find a little clip of these little boots. And right. put it in the stories for y'all. No, nah, <laughs> I'm put that in a post. They almost the star of the show. I'm gonna put, <laughs> put that in a post. Like what yeah. was baby sister talking about in this clip? These right little here? boots, girl. The boots was. <laughs> I said, Lord, ma, you was right. Yep, the little boots. But that's my second jam. If you're yeah, ready for your third one, we can keep it moving. Good one. Mm-hmm. So my third one is one of my favorite songs of all time. Crazy by seal a crazy is the debut song by english singer and songwriter seal and was produced by trevor horn it became his first commercial hit reaching the top five on the uk singles charts and peaked at number seven on the hot 100 and staying on our charts for 19 weeks seal got inspired uh, to write this song by the fall of the berlin wall and the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre during the Cold War. Uh, at that time, he felt that the cycle of all of this uprising and up war and everything mm-hmm. had reached its apex and that the world was changing in this hugely profound way. And so he put basically pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Horn, the song took about two months to make, which is a long time to yeah. make a song. And uh, he said it was because they were aiming high and they really wanted to nail the instrumentals on this record, including the song's signature keyboard melody that is continuous throughout the entire track. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly what they're talking about. (laughs) So this was his biggest hit in the States before he came out with Kiss from the Worlds in 1995. Mm. A true classic. Another jam. For another time. For another <laughs> episode. But well, what I remember most about this <laughs> about this seal record was that it was featured on a workout tape that I was <laughs> obsessed with back then. Indeed the Cindy Yes. <laughs> the, the Cindy Crawford Shape Your Body workout. Now, mom had bought that tape for her. Mm. 
<laughs> and you just took it over. I never knew that I, part, y'all. I thought yes. this was my sister's thing through and through. No, mom bought that tape for her because she wanted to start doing that workout. And girl, she barely saw it. Yeah, you just took she that. Bar- she barely even know what's on there. <laughs> I used to do that workout like every single day because like Cindy Crawford was my favorite model. Like one mm-hmm. of my favorite models for one. Like supermodels was a thing like right. her, Tyra, Naomi, all of them. Like I love mm-hmm. them all. I would do this workout every day. Y'all, my arms and abs got so ripped. <laughs> and did. And did. And they you, like, did. In high school, right? just, just in good shape. Right. Like, yeah, first of all, you're a child. Like, you're going to be in good shape regardless. But like, why was you working so hard? <laughs> I was working out like I was on somebody's track team. And I definitely was not. No, certainly not. And <laughs> my arms and abs were out of control because the music was so awesome in the workout like she had bomb music in this workout and it was yeah. so fun and so it really was good music and i remember that i just remember right. seeing you do it all the time and i think that seal song was playing on the part where she was doing like a chair exercise where you hold the yes. back of a straight yeah. back chair and, and like you swing out of the back yeah. your so, legs yeah. yep <laughs> and she so was on the road i can still remember this yes it, yes. that workout tape was vibey she was no, so cute. it was a oh it was a pop culture moment it was a whole yes. moment like right now like i we lost of course it was a vhs but i bought the dvd like not too long after we moved here mm-hmm. and now it's on amazon for like two hundred dollars or something Whoa. like that because because they don't make it anymore and you got it well it was it it hadn't gone up that high like yeah. i got it no but i'm talking what, about but like, you have it now so you need to hold on to I it and when it when it's worth two thousand dollars sell that joker. <laughs> <laughs> yes but i definitely got it but i don't My know i'm gonna sell that she's still gonna do that workout. so like uh, <laughs> okay what is worse she's keeping us get, get out my head because we literally said the same thing at the i same already time. know you ain't like, feeling that you're like first I of all like, i'm gonna I do this workout <laughs> first of all i like watching it it's like listen to it's hilarious <laughs> but yes a moment yes. for sure a, a very vivid moment. memory I have yeah. very vivid memories of that song on that doggone workout tape, y'all. I was a, I was but a young warthog at the time, and mm-hmm. I can remember her doing mm-hmm. that. That is too funny. Well, and yep, and that is that, my what third? That's your third yep. jam. That's my third jam. I'm on to my third, which is a true jam. Hold mm-hmm. on, a song by American Girl Group in Vogue. My mm. jam. Okay. Uh, Hold On was released in early 1990 as the first single from En Vogue's debut album, Born to Sing, and of course, 1990. It was produced by Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy and written by the former two and all members of the group. Now, it peaked at number five in the UK and number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in the US. In addition, the song reached number one on the Billboard Dance Club songs. It was the top R&B hit on the Billboard year-end chart for 1990, and it was the eighth most successful pop hit on the Billboard Hot 100 year-end chart. They killed it. In Vogue performed Hold On at the 2008 BET Awards with Alicia Keys. Now, in 2017, it was ranked number four on Spin Magazine's ranking of the 30 best 90s R&B songs pretty impressive rank number four okay that is super impressive i'll take that now the song opens with an acapella rendition of the motown standard who's loving you 
written by, of course, Moki Robinson and originally mm-hmm. recorded by his group, The Miracles. Now, that is easily my favorite part of the song. Like, yeah. when that beat comes in, I, okay, so they do the who's loving you part. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's great. But when that beat hit, whoa! I just be like, <laughs> how? Who thought to put this together? Who thought to start this song like this? Whoever Girl. thought of this is genius how many times Chef's have we talked kiss. about how these producers be coming over stuff like they just be knowing they just be knowing what to do they be right every time it be hit after hit i just love it it's lit okay now that uh that intro to the song features lead vocals by cindy heron and terry ellis vocals on the introduction uh one critic wrote it was the first song in a long time that featured real singing perfect four-part harmony acapella no less and a mother load of hip-hop attitude and feeling and as we've said many times sometimes these critics get it right at least they're they're descriptive in a beautiful right. way and i think that is so accurate the song yeah. is a hit they know how to write they some writers yes they be they be saying what it actually is they do <clears throat> hold on is a vibe all the way around I love it. I mean, in Vogue, in Vogue as a a group, their career, they are so iconic. They are yes. iconic nineties. It's like they really are. And my husband said he had he think his first crush ever was the tall one from In Vogue. I can't remember which one, who, like what her name is, but I think yes, I'm Cindy like Harry. Yep, yeah. yep, that's uh-huh. his favorite. He's about. I think she might have been my first crush. I said, wait a minute now. <laughs> he like, he know the parts that she's singing, which songs. I said, oh, you was into this, sir. He Man, he she know was, all the songs. She was so many dudes crush. <laughs> I, would, I would be, I would be looking at it too. Like she's so pretty. I mean, because she is pretty. She's definitely. <laughs> she I'm not is. mad at him at all. Like don't don't get it all twisted. Right. I understand I'm what he's like, saying. I'm like, I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> I'm like, they cute, and they was cute all the time. I'm they like, so y'all were. just sing and fly. Okay. Yep. All right, Invo. <laughs> well, that was my third jam, and you ready for your fourth? I am. Let's go. So my fourth jam. Woo, this jam right here. Close to You by Maxi Priest. Now, I feel like I don't hear Maxi Priest's name enough in conversations today about music. So let's go on and talk about it. I think you're right, because I will be real. I did not know his name. I know this song. I never knew who made it. See, let's go on and talk about him, girl, so we can... So, Close to You was the first single from the English reggae singer's fifth album, Bonafide. I don't know if you remember this jam, sister. I just want to be close to you. Yes. Mm. And do all the things you want me to. I can't get high like he can because he can get real high. We know what you're talking about. Yes, I I remember that jam. Yes. Super fire hit that reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay, so it was a banger. Definitely. And y'all sleep. Mm-hmm. Number two on the Hot R&B singles charts. And it charted in the top five in about seven other countries. Wow. Now, when I tell you this song brings back all of the 90s nostalgia for me like hearing this on chicago radio on 1075 mm-hmm. wgci or v103 yes. herb can the cool gent <laughs> riding riding in the car with roger and you and mom with the mm-hmm. windows down vibes 
Now wait, was you in the car at this point? <laughs> probably not. Do I remember being in the oh, car? Right. Uh, no, but I no. probably was in there. No. I was just you, you was very, definitely in there. You was just very probably small in my lap tank. or something. You right, <laughs> was probably in my arm or something. That's all right. But I was there. Yeah, I was present. You was there with the windows down, girl. <sighs> now, don't take me back. It's more of an R&B track with some reggae undertones to me. Mm-hmm. more so yeah. than just like straight up reggae yeah no. it's slow it's sensual it's definitely one of those songs you can vibe to your sweetie with so yeah that's just a little note for reference to my brother-in-law later oh okay y'all might want to kick it <laughs> maybe we do <laughs> oh maxi priest though he was like such a favorite of mine in the 90s and I just don't see him getting brought up on social media on all these music pages. They, he probably was at some point, but I just don't be seeing it. So mm-hmm. we got to give him his flowers. Absolutely. Here are your flowers. <laughs> Here you go. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Love it. That was definitely a jam. And I had forgotten <laughs> about that song, if we're being honest. Like it, it had not crossed my mind in a very long time. And you're right. You don't hear nobody talking about him or even that song. It's like, dang, for it to have been that big of a hit, uh, hit charging like it did right. like why aren't we still talking about it it was a right jam. like it was your nephew love it he, he yes. played it out on his phone a few years love ago it. <laughs> well my fourth jam i don't have much info on this one y'all but it was still worth including this one is sensitivity a number one single by american singer ralph tresvant Mm-mm. It was the first single from the self-titled debut album of the new edition frontman since the split of the group. The hit song spent one week at number one on the U.S. Billboard R&B chart, becoming his biggest hit. It also peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 18 on the U.K. singles chart. think it did pretty well, but you, you remember this song, don't you? Girl, nah. <laughs> you need a man. With, with sensitivity, sensitivity. girl, a, a whole, <laughs> a whole jam that stays uh, in rotation to this day. Yes, that is a true jam. But then he said something like, "You don't need a man with money or something." But yes, I do. I need him to have money and sensitivity for clarity. But you know, also sensitivity, right. sensitivity, is right? <laughs> sensitivity and also <laughs> money, Ralph. Both of them. Don't I be talking about I don't don't need a man in it. Whatever he said. <laughs> do we don't we don't do the struggle. We don't do the struggle love over here. Listen, no, no, don't not we don't want to do that. Not by choice, okay. Um, but sensitivity is a nice quality. Danny, why yes. you had that little he had like a little partner that was almost like a little rap verse. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. What? Hey, what's this? What is, come on. What are we doing here? But okay. All right, but okay. Bro. I'm here we'll, for it. <laughs> we'll, we'll rap with you, Ralph, you know. It's definitely a jam. It's definitely a jam. And me and my husband was talking about this too, uh, before we started this episode. He's like, Man, everybody in New Edition was talented. I'm like, this is very true. Like they split off and were still great. Like everybody was killing it. And, and that's a good point he it. made. It's like, yeah. yeah, like all of them could sing. Yes. Like everybody. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is just our homie. We're going to throw him in a group and like put him in the back and nobody going to really pay attention to him. No, like everybody 
was pulling their weight in the audition, I right. feel like. Now, I don't know about mm-hmm. Michael Bivens, though. I don't know if I ever oh, heard well. him really sing lead. But, you know, but they was all... They was all well, in know, it. They though. had some form of talent. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because they, yes. they was killing it. But the sensitivity. Ralph had another yes. hit, though, on the Mo Money soundtrack, though, called... Uh, hey, what was his thing with money? Because that song was called Money Came By You Love. Oh, but Wait I guess it went with the movie. It went oh, with I the movie, so. though, like yeah. Mo Money. Another so. banger. Another mm-hmm. banger. Then Money came back. Called, like popcorn love or something like that too. I don't know. Popcorn, popcorn something. love. Oh, <laughs> I might oh. be wrong. Mm. I'm not wrong about the fact that it was popcorn, but it might not be popcorn love. It was popcorn something. I don't know. Popcorn. Anyway, that's not the gem we're discussing. Sensitivity was a 1990 hit, and it was. Mm-hmm. And it was yes, very ma'am. good one, sister. That is classic. Muchas gracias. And I'm to my last jam already. Mm-hmm. And my final jam is from one of my favorite artists of all time. My girl, Madonna. Ooh. Now, yes. Now, people love to try to clown her now because she got all this plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was that okay. girl. She was okay. That girl for a very long time. But right. But we still got to get a queen, her flowers, because... We're not going to act like she wasn't that girl in the 80s. Come on. Who's going to talk about the 80s and not mention Madonna and the Mm -hmm. 90s? So let us not forget that. We be quick to forget stuff. Vogue. Mm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The movement. My sister (laughs) the move. (laughs) Vogue was featured on the soundtrack for her movie, I'm Breathless. And it was written. Wait, was that an actual movie, or did she just call it a soundtrack? Anyway, mm, don't know. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Don't come. Get, don't get, don't come for me. <laughs> and it was written and produced by herself and Shep Pettibone. Madonna was inspired by Vogue dancers and choreographers Jose Gutierrez Extravaganza and <laughs> Louise Extravaganza from the Harlem house ball community the origin of the dance form and they introduced voguing to her at the sound factory club in new york city Hmm. so the song vogue falls into the house genre which i i can see that yeah and it has strong influences from 70s disco music Mm -hmm. now it became an insane hit insane and a huge part of 90s pop culture between the Vogue dance to the spoken section of the song where she drops the name of all these golden age Hollywood stars. Yes. Vogue was everywhere because everybody was saying that spoken part. Mm-hmm. Look, I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> okay. I know it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best selling single of the whole year of 1990. Woo. It was the first single by a female artist to earn a multi-platinum certification since Ooh. the introduction of that level by the RIAA in 1984. Mm-hmm. The music video was iconic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what she had on that fly lace. Um, She had on like this lace bodysuit that was like yes. all lace, black lace. And I was like, girl, come on, do it, do it. And it peaked at number one on 21 different charts between 14 different countries. 
Wow. It, it inspired flash mobs all around the world. It was included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll list. Mm-hmm. And the cherry on top, <laughs> Beyonce teamed up with her to do a remix of Break My Soul, the Queen's remix, Vogue edition. And I was here for it. When I yes. tell you I was so here for that remix. I love Break My Soul anyway. But yes. she came in with Madonna and the Vogue instrumentation. I was like, okay, Beyonce. Yes, I did not know if you were going to mention that, but definitely I planned to mention it when you talked about Vogue. But yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And yes. I just feel like Beyonce's whole Renaissance album is reminiscent of this song. Like, I just Beyonce feel like, is a whew. brilliant businesswoman for one. And is. She is so freaking brilliant. It's like, she knew mm-hmm. that doing this type of remix like this, bringing on someone as iconic as Madonna, Whew. who I don't care what nobody say, paved the way for for all for future everybody fe- female <laughs> pop singers, right? Yes, yes. And then Vogue, man, Beyonce Vogue, is brilliant. I'll tell anybody that. I mean, Renaissance gives vogue okay that's what it does and they're just both such beautiful bodies of work the song vogue the whole renaissance album they just yes i'm here for it yes and so madonna's vocals and if i may add another one of my favorite parts is the background vocals like i love the background singers parts too Mm -hmm. like i yes i love it but madonna's were amazing and I love the lyrics and how upbeat they are, which is basically it's telling you like, okay, yeah, you're hurting everywhere you turn around. Like it's heartache, mm-hmm. but to feel better, get on the dance floor in Vogue. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Music is the answer. Yes, and Madonna. It <laughs> <laughs> and it is. So the instrumentation though, for me, again, takes it for me. And I'm starting to feel like, I probably never knew why I like so many other songs that I do, but I'm finding mm-hmm. out it's the instrumentation of a lot of these. Yeah, it I is. I could listen to the instrimental and... And just be and just, just smitten. <laughs> yes, be Without just as knocked out. Yes. Yep. And that is my final jam. I definitely love that. <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> yes, thank you, sister. But of course. And my fifth and final jam, my lovelies, is love will never do without you another from our lovely miss janet jackson love will never do without you was composed by songwriters and record producers again jimmy jam and terry lewis now janet recorded the song for her fourth studio album janet jackson's rhythm nation 1814 and it was released as the seventh commercial single from that album by anm records on october 2nd 1990 now, in 91, it topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart, becoming the fifth number one hit of her career and the fourth number one single from Rhythm Nation. Now, on both, wow. the, U- yeah. on both the U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop songs and the Dance Club songs charts, the single peaked in the top five. It also peaked within the top 40 in several countries. Now, mm-hmm. it is certified gold by the RIAA, denoting sales of 500,000 units in the U.S. alone. Now, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis considered the idea of making this song a duet, which I never knew. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. And according to Fred Bronson's The Billboard Book of Number One Hits, they thought about possibly getting Prince, Johnny Gill, Ralph Transvant, or someone else working with them at the time. Let's stop mm. and think. Do we like the idea of this being a duet with any of those people? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. I actually don't. I actually Mm-mm. don't think I do either. Mm-mm. Well, however, there was no concrete plan, obviously. Um, during the recording of the first verse, though, Jimmy Jam told Janet, sing it low like some guy would sing it. <laughs> As a result, they kept the idea of her singing the first verse in a low octave, but going octave up on the second verse. The song became Janet's fifth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 and the final of seven top five singles from the album, making her the only artist to achieve seven top five singles from one album. I was about to say, that was a lot of number ones from one album. You just really don't see that anymore. You really don't. You really don't. Like, Rhythm Nation is a classic album, though. Like, I'm not surprised. Yes. I'm not surprised that she had that many hits from that album. Like, it was amazing. And I love Love Will Never Do Without You. I like how it's mm-hmm. got kind of like a, it's got like a playful tone yeah, it does. to the music. It and does. I like that. I enjoy that. And she's playful in the video. Yeah, I'll be it sexy. But still playful. I'll be it sexy, but still playful. I love it. So I love it. And I yes. definitely noticed the difference in octave. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it was a jam. And that, my friends, is my fifth and final jam. Yay! Now, a shout out to some of our listeners and social media followers. So on our episode last week about our favorite karaoke jams, we asked you in our Spotify Q&A, what are your favorite go-to karaoke songs? And S. Ophelia chimed in that she loves her some 90s country karaoke. (laughs) But But she did agree with us that there is a specific time and place for the boot scootin' boogie. <laughs> Not the boot scootin' boogie. <laughs> First of all, uh, Miss S. Sophia, as many times as I've been out in these streets with you, Miss Lady, I have not yet seen you get up on the karaoke stage. So I would like oh, to say, Oh, ma'am. Get so she's saying back stage. it up. Yeah, yeah, back up what you're saying, Miss S. Sophia, because. Um, Mm-hmm. It just and be we want to see some boots <laughs> yeah we'll go to a country karaoke club with you yes. and see the boots scooting come on girl <laughs> and a few other listeners dropped their faves like Cita Lynn who said I will survive by Gloria Gaynor which is a fantastic karaoke jam mm-hmm. and, and Kim Washington commented with what's love got to do with it by the late and forever great Tina Turner. Gotta love it. Timeless. Thank you guys so much for sharing. And we love every single one of you. Y'all know who you are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, also, uh, shout out to another one of our favorite listeners. I saw her in our comments on Facebook when we when I posted uh the reel about me doing karaoke when I was singing Maya Case of the X. And she's like, right. this is so cute. You were spilling yourself, girl. <laughs> You're serious <laughs> about this karaoke. karaoke. And, and yes, 
And yes, I am and serious yes. about my karaoke. See, Thank you for noticing. That's that's how you know. That's how you know she a real friend because she like uh uh-uh, uh. This was Camille's episode right here. Yes, she she told me she's like we can tell when Missy is passionate about something, but Camille, this was your episode. Like you serious? I say yes, ma'am, I am. So um, again, I appreciate you noticing my the passion behind my karaoke. We appreciate <laughs> so y'all. We love Absolutely. y'all so much. We so love serious. You, love you. Now, uh, of course, everybody, please remember, check the show notes for your links to the playlist. All the songs we discussed today will be in that playlist for your listening pleasure. Remember to please keep responding to the polls and Q&As if you're listening on Spotify. They are there for your answering pleasure. Please do that as well. And leave a five-star rating and review for our pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, very much enjoy that. More shout outs to come. Y'all follow us on Facebook and Instagram at my sister's jam. If you have feedback or questions, please email us at my sister's jam at gmail.com. My sister, do we have anything else for the lovely people? That is it, y'all. We are out. Bye. All right. Bye.